Eminent economic historian Jan de Vries was born in the Netherlands during World War II. He emigrated with his parents at the age of four to the United States. Raised in Minnesota, he went on to study at Columbia University and Yale, where he achieved his history PhD. After working at Michigan State University, he joined the University of California at Berkeley, where he remains, holding the Sidney Hellman Ehrman Chair in European History and an appointment in the Economics Department. His research interests have included European agrarian history, historical demography and urbanisation, environmental and climate history, and most recently, the history of consumer behaviour. He has written six books, co-edited four, and written 80 published articles and book chapters and 60 book reviews. Jan is a past president of the Economic History Association and was editor of the Journal of Economic History. He has Woodrow Wilson and Guggenheim Fellowships and has held visiting fellowships to the Netherlands Institute for Advanced Study, the Getty Centre for the History of Art and the Humanities, and All Souls College, Oxford. He is also a member of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences, the American Philosophical Society, the British Academy, the Royal Netherlands Academy of Sciences and the Flemish Academy of Sciences of Belgium. He is the 2000 recipient of the A.H. Heineken Prize in History. Today, Jan de Vries receives an honorary Doctor of Letters from the University of Warwick. Welcome to the University of Warwick and congratulations on receiving your honorary degree today. How does it feel to receive this award? Well, now that I have it, it uh, feels uh, a combination of great honor and of uh, surprise, a little bit of puzzlement, perhaps. They're all mixed up together. But uh, obviously, it's something that doesn't happen to most people, and uh, I feel very honored. So when you were younger, did you always know what you wanted to do with your career? Well, no. I. Um, I think my career objectives were something like uh, sort of rolled rolled on from one stage to the next. Uh, when I was in high school, I thought uh, being a teacher like the teachers I admired would be uh, would be a good thing. And then when I was in college, I thought being a teacher like the teachers I admired in in, in university would be a good thing. So it you might say it uh, uh, I was just looking at the most obvious thing in front of my nose, and I've been fortunate that I could con continue to do that. So your research spans a wide range of topics from European economic history to more recently the history of consumer behaviour. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about your current research. Well, I usually work on more than one project at a time. Uh, if I get frustrated in one, I move to the other, and then maybe I've solved the problems that had frustrated me and I turn back. So, uh, But my main project is uh, a, a study of it seems sort of trivial if I say it this way, but a study of the price of bread in Europe in, uh, well, from the Middle Ages to the 19th century. These prices were everywhere regulated, but no one has really studied carefully why and how they were regulated. And so I wanted to investigate that. As I got into it, I realized that um, there were very many different kinds of bread and there was a kind of a pecking order of bread that consumers preferred certain breads over others. When I then realized that the prices of bread, you might say, were um, geared to those desires, an economist would say they were, they were related to the elasticities of demand for bread, then it all suddenly, what had been a 
topic that people thought was just too obvious to even discuss. Obviously, people, regulators controlled bread so the price would be low for poor consumers. Well, that wasn't the case at all. Uh, there were all sorts of motives involved in it, and that's what I'm trying to ferret out now in this study. So I'm looking at a small subject, or you, know, you might say a small subject in the, in the economic history of Europe, but one that is a kind of a prism that you know, shows you, uh, lets you view uh, many other topics from the, the systems of regulation to the objectives of policymakers to the structure of consumer demand and to uh, the standard of living. What motivates you and really excites you as an academic? Well, I think that most academics are excited by the process of discovery. Now, what you call discovery, a scientist discovers things perhaps in a laboratory experiment. A historian, you might say, discovers them in a, an archive, uh, suddenly some new piece, piece of historical information. And I, that certainly does excite me. I love archival work. But discovery for me is more of putting things together, finding a way in which new information, archival information, can be linked through theory to support a model or to test a model that allows you to make some proposition about some aspect of how past societies functioned and how present societies function. It's that um, integration of new information, theories, models, to uh, make new propositions. And what areas of research in your field do you feel are important for the future? Well, as an economic historian, I think the most obvious thing I could say there is that um, until five years ago, we thought we had the Great Depression of the 1930s all figured out, uh, and that we, through hindsight, had uh, uh, a set of uh, propositions, rules, you might say, rules of thumb, that would make the repetition of anything like that almost impossible. And, uh, well, now we, you might say we've been proved wrong. <laughs> so there is a lot of uh, new attention paid, being paid to the sources of instability in, the, in a modern economy. And, and you might say, well, that's a contemporary problem, but uh, the resources with which we, which we have to address it are really all historical. Uh, we might have a new theory, but we want, if we want to test it in any way, we need historical information. Now, I myself don't work on the recent past on, say, the 1930s uh, and a much more distant past. There, probably the most compelling line of research that has broad, I think, implications for how we, how we view ourselves in the world is what's called global history. And the, the main issue here is how Europe interacted with other parts of the world and, again, particularly with uh, East Asia in earlier centuries. Fifty years ago, when most of East Asia, certainly mainland East Asia, uh, economies were very weak, we had all sorts of claims about the nature of that relationship that were perhaps anachronistic. That is, they, were, they applied to the early 20th century, but they didn't really apply to the 18th century. We projected them back. We made sort of easy assumptions about the nature of that relationship. Now, because the contemporary situation has changed, we have a motive to re-examine the, the past uh, and to get, I hope, a better understanding of the dynamics of that relationship. And finally, do you have any advice for your fellow graduates today who are just embarking on their careers? Well, that's a, not an easy, easy question to give an answer to. You, 
I'm bound to sound like a pompous fool uh, with almost anything I can think of saying that, that would be proper for me to say. Obviously, the graduates who are entering the workplace and the modern economy in 2013 are facing a challenging environment. In my own personal experience, I was uh, fortunate, lucky in almost everything I did. So I don't want to be a Pollyanna and say, oh, you know, just uh, uh, give it all you've got and all will be well. Uh, you've been well prepared. You have, uh, you have excellent credentials. Uh, you're the graduates of one of the leading institutions in the world, institutions of higher education in the world, and uh, all should go well. And for most of you, it will. Some people, though, are going to face real challenges. That's always the case. And uh, how, do you, uh, how do you handle that? Uh, I would hope to, that uh, the intellectual resources and the social networks, the sense of purpose that one gets at a university like this, will be a, will be a good guide and support. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.